Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Jump Time AFL podcast for round 11 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is bitterly disappointed about the reunion of Kevin Sheedy and Derek Kickett. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day buddy. It's, uh, it's a shame to start off on such a, a sad note. To, a low note, yeah. Yeah, it is a low note. Now it had been 25 years since these two uh, spoke and Derek Kickett remained... Um, very upset that he was dropped from the grand final team for the 1993 Premiership. He played in the prelim and he got dropped for the grand final. And I think they wanted to put Dean Wallace, who, as we all know, has turned out to be just a horrible example of an assistant coach. <laughs> and you just look at where he's taken the club in his not, time. Not, not for it? what he did, but for the way he did it, I think. I think we would stress. For wearing uh, <laughs> the, the outfit into the uh, TAB. A full lesson and outfit into the TAB, yes. So, this week, they buried the hatchet. Sheets and uh, Derek Kickett, they, they got together after 25 long years. Can you imagine not talking to someone for 25 years? I fucking dream of the day when I cannot talk to you for 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> so, they hadn't spoken for 25 years and they made up midweek. But I just, I looked at it and just went, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I prefer my world sits so much better when Sheeds and Kickett had each other's guts. Yep. So I rang uh, Derek Kickett out of the blue during the week. So this is the day after. And uh, I explained who I was and he, he couldn't give a fuck. And then I said, mate, I've, I, can you come over? I need you to come over to my place to uh, just to sit down. It's, it's in, you know, the indigenous round. I need to do something. So I completely misled him. Got him over to my house under false pretenses. And I sat him down, I locked him in, I drugged him, but he was still alert. So I gave him like ketamine so his body couldn't function and, f- and fentanyl. So he could still see it was very much clockwork orange. Oh, I gotcha, like a paramedic. Yeah, and I played him the 93 grand final. In full. On a loop, well, no, <laughs> mate, in full like seven or eight times. Like the man was whimpering. He couldn't talk because his motor skills were gone. But he was not liking what he was saying. And then I had like a hologram of Sheeds in the room as well. Wow. <laughs> You've really gone out. Oh, mate, I don't want him talking. And I said, <laughs> this man, this man robbed you of that moment 25 years ago. Yep. Feel the anger, Derek. Yep. Feel it. It's horrific. You shouldn't be talking to him. And so now, um, well, I'm assuming once he regains consciousness, he's going to hate Kevin Sheedy's guts. <laughs> Like his heart rate's low. Like it's in the it's in the twenties at the moment, and his blood pressure's a little it's a little wonky. But once once I get him back up, he's gonna be he's gonna be a okay, and he's gonna be back hating sheets. It's it's, it's just as life should be. It's pretty fascinating though. Like twenty five years of no talking. Now they're finally yeah. back together. I mean, I will agree. Back in the day in ninety three, sheets mm. did do wrong by the fact it was Danny Cochran, I think, who actually broke the news to Derek. 
that he wasn't yeah. playing. And I do think if you're in that position, if you're going to drop a player for the grand final, you have to be the person who makes that call. So you got to man up. Is that what I'm hearing? I think a little bit also. I mean, I think that's a general thing in the world today. Uh, and, and in the world I'm in, in the work mm. I do, I think mm. if you're going to take the, if you're going to, you know, make the coin, I always talk about, you know, the big boss. If they're going to yeah. make the coin, they're going to make the calls. They've got to take the good calls. They're going to make the bad calls. Oh, no, see, I'm, I'm completely opposite. I'm happy to – I want to give, uh, you know, my assistants. That's what they, – they've got to have the tough jobs. I'm at the top for a fucking reason. Arm it off. And that – yeah, that is to delegate and make other people out to be the arseholes. Yeah, sure, sure. Gotcha. So, yeah. so Sheeds didn't have to deal with this for 25 years. And now finally had to kind of uh, reconnect. Yeah, what do you reckon they – like, do you reckon as much as – because there was a photo of them – What uh, do they talk about? Shaking hands, and does Derek Kickett really forgive him? No, no. Like I don't when, think when he does. the in twenty uh, twenty twenty three, when the thirty year reunion comes around, and he's not invited yet again, <laughs> does he go? That's right. I might just I might just catch up with Sheets. Oh no, I can't. He's at the fucking premiership reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, judging by the Bombers' premiership reunion, you know, a few weeks ago, there'd be about three people there by uh, come yeah. the thirtieth. And everyone, everyone hates Sheets' guts. Although I, I went back to look at the uh, the '93 prelim just to see how Derek Kicker played because that was the game, if you remember, that uh, Essendon were down by seven goals at halftime to Adelaide. It's Adelaide, yeah, and came back and won by eleven points. And I looked at uh, Kicker's stats, and he had uh, six disposals. Okay, gotcha. So it, it was very good reason that he wasn't playing in the grand final. Hey, can we take a walk down memory lane to '93 grand final? I don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing this on purpose. I, you know, it was a Carlton loss. I'm sorry. I, I feel bad. I feel really bad for you. But well, only only if we can go through the 2012 grand final <laughs> straight after. <laughs> but were you there? I was not there. No, no. A- and I, I where were you watching? I was. I was at a mate's place uh, in Keilor. Yep, gotcha. So you were about what 17, 18 then? No, no. I was. Uh, I was 19, mate. I was at the prime. I was yeah, at my I prime, so. yeah. And I remember that night because I went to a mate's place and I worked at the uh, Pizza Hut in Essendon on Pascavale Road uh-huh. and I'd pulled a shift that night. So I was watching this grand final surrounded by all my drunk Essendon mates because I grew up, the school that I went to, everyone barrack for the Bombers, and sitting there going, and i got to go work at Pizza Hut where there's going to be drunk celebrating Essendon supporters coming in for their all-you-can-eat. Yeah, gotcha. So it was pretty much the Bombers were on top for most of the day. Would that be right? Oh, they were, yeah, all the way, led at half time. One of my mates said, oh, you know, Essen had to play the prelim last week. Carlton will come back. And it was a really warm day, and they won by seven goals. It yeah. was her- horrific. And people forget that um, Steve Kernahan kicked uh, seven that day. People? I did. I forgot that. Did he? Yeah, kicked seven in a losing well, run final. Sticks. Yeah. That's a very good effort. Did really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a champion. Uh, not yeah. good enough to get us over the line. And then we fell apart in 94. We went out in straight sets, which was fucking embarrassing. That's and right. then 95, we only lost two games all season. We're a very good team. <laughs> and where were you then? Uh, 95, I was again at a friend's place. It was of that era. Like, I didn't even consider uh, going to the grand final as an option. Gotcha. Because I didn't, I didn't know anyone who could get tickets. I didn't have, uh, you know, highfalutin friends like yourself who could get me into the... Uh, you know, the shielded, uh, less sunny side of the ground. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, I mean, as someone who's been to every grand final since 1983, including the 2010 draw and replay. Yeah. I didn't own a collar back then. So I wouldn't, <laughs> have been able to, I wouldn't have been able to come in with you. I would have been standing there and you would have been, mate, if you got a collar, would have been, what, what's a, what do you do? I go, I've got an industry. What's uh, this we're drinking? Pims? I don't know what Pims <laughs> Yeah, I've got this industry polo I can pop the collar on. Is that enough? 
Do you think back now though, like that was the glory days of Carlton? Like, um, fuck, yeah. man, what's going on? The baggers. Let's get deep into Adam Rosenbach's heart right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mate, I am. I'm staying fat with the Blues. I think we're on the right, uh, right course. And the one team that gives me hope about this is Melbourne at the moment. Fuck, dude, they're off the charts. They're mad. So I'm. Uh, I mean, obviously, everyone's very bullish about Melbourne. You can't be anything but. They've smashed everyone they've played in the last six weeks, I think, or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Their percentage over the last five weeks is about two hundred five percent. I think yep. they have the highest percentage of any team in the comp right now. Uh, no, they're just behind Richmond, but they are absolutely flying, and that that gives me hope. That gives me hope that they were in the doldrums, as Paul Roos said when he first took over. Their percentage was like fifty three mm-hmm. in the first year, which means they're getting outscored two to one. Carlton's is about sixty five at the moment, and you know we're getting better. I think that game against Melbourne, we looked absolutely disgustingly terrible, but I think it's going to happen when you're uh, a young shit team. And you become a slightly better team as it rolls along. And coach uh, Simon Goodwin has adopted the word Fugazi. Is that right? Yes. Is that how you pronounce yes. it? Now, I know Fugazi from Donnie Brasco. Uh, Johnny Depp is talking to Al Pacino. And he says, what are these diamonds? And he goes, they're not Fugazis. And he's like, what's it? He goes, you know, fakes. And he goes, I don't know what a fucking Fugazi is. And he used it from Wolf of Wall Street. I've never heard it before, yeah. So an upbeat Simon Goodwin, even impersonator actor Matthew McConaughey's use of the word in the film as he revealed the expression in a light-hearted manner at the end of Friday, Friday's media conference. Fugazi? Mm. Fugazi? Is that how you pronounce it? Well, it depends on which part of New York you're from, mate. Oh, okay. Fugazi, it's a wazy, it's a woozy. Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. Goodwin said. Fugazi, it's a wazy, it's a woozy. So he was saying that they weren't listening to the outside noise. That was all fake to them. I suppose so, yeah. They're in a bubble. The They're in a bubble. Yeah, like a yeah they are. A bubble. They're in a bubble. And I wonder, because, you know, it's always fun. You know, coaches are always up for a laugh. Oh, it's a fugazi, you know. I wonder when they said, oh, Jake Lever's uh, uh, anterior cruciate ligament. <laughs> what do you make of that? And he goes, oh, <laughs> it's a fucking... And then he just burst into tears. That is a, that is a killer injury for the demons. He in the last few weeks, has become exactly what they wanted him to become from Adelaide. Do you think there are Adelaide supporters out there just a little bit? Do you reckon Tex Walker? Oh, what do you reckon? Happy? What do you reckon? I reckon I reckon the Adelaide guys are out after the game today. Yep. We're, we're recording at, a, what, 6.25 uh, on a Sunday evening. Yes. So at this period in time, the Giants are a goal ahead of Adelaide about halfway through the third. Mm. But I reckon the Crows... We'll come back in the last quarter just off the spirit of knowing that Jake Lever has done a knee. <laughs> yeah, at, uh, it's a really bad injury. It means they're going to have to uh, you know, move a little bit of stuff around our back. And, and also, uh, so the injury happened at Eddie had, I think it was earlier. I think it might have been first or second quarter. They sent him straight to, the, to Amy Park for scans on no the way. Saturday afternoon. And then as he's coming out of there, so obviously the TV network's got wind of that, someone from Channel 9... Bloody door stopped him oh, fuck. as he was coming out. Question without said, notice. Very big question that he didn't want to answer and was saying, hey, mate, I heard, uh, you know, what, what are the results of the scans? And it was pretty obvious, like, even after the game, uh, Simon Goodwin said, we're pretty sure he's done his ACL. So yep. Jake Lever knew coming out of there that they hadn't had the exact results, but he knew. And it's just like, you go, do you need to, do you need to ask him that there? Do you need confirmation right then and there? And uh, the answer is yes. So fucking answer it, Jake Lever. Hey, on the topic of knees, man, uh, mm. yesterday you were up here in Rod Carter Studios 
and we had a very special guest, and we're going to do. Hey, it. can I just say the job you've done on Rod Carter Studios? Congratulations, my friend! You built <laughs> no, that I've from been scratch. Very hard. Yeah, last yeah, eight months. You've done a- You've done a fantastic job. Yeah, I mean, it's very hard to find photos of Rod Carter on, uh, on the internet. <laughs> but, uh, and also, <laughs> and the, mural. also the other thing. <laughs> the, if, the, if you, the Waverley Park mural that I have that is only Rod Carter. If you've got OCD, Rod Carter <laughs> Studios is not the place to be because every photo you're like, hey, mate, the pray No, hang on. What? <laughs> this guy's fucking head. What's going on it's with not this? Even. Who is this bloke? Yeah, yeah. But you came up here and we did an interview yesterday, which you're going to put out later in the week, a cracking yeah. interview with a one Ryan Fitzy Fitzgerald who took us through his career at the Swans and Adelaide. So we're going to put that out later in the week, but it was a cracking chat. Yes, it's it's funny, it's emotional, it tugs at the heartstrings at times, and you'll get an insight into Rodney E that uh, you thought he was a psychopath. Wait till you hear these stories. <laughs> the guy's fucking nuts. Is and is forty is forty dead, Michael? I'm wondering that. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the scores for this week. Apart from the Hawthorne mm. Port game, go Hawks. The Hawthorne Port game was the only close one. All the rest were pretty much the well, well, out of the what eight of them mm. were walkovers, pretty much. Well, because the, the West Coast St Kilda one was misleading because I think Sainers kicked the last seven goals and West Coast kicked a point in the final quarter. But they, you know, they put the put the cue in the rack. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a night time. Put the cue in the rack. They put the, the dining table back over the pool table and they'd served <laughs> dinner on it. They were ready. They were putting, there was entrees coming out when, they, you know, St Kilda was still trying to play pool. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, not competitive at all. The, I mean, again, actually, the Adelaide and the Giants game will be competitive. But also, if I haven't said that, like this is like pretty much the Giants make or break game. Like they have to win this one to make the eight. Yeah, it's or an absolute stay in contention at least. Yeah, it's an absolute. And please, if you would say the Giants the correct way, Michael. I'm sure. And I, I apologize again. I should have said this game's an absolute eight shaper. Yeah, well, it's a lot of things, isn't it? It's pretty much every game it can be. It's, it's an, an eight-point eight game. It's an eight-shaper. And yeah. it's also the Giants. It's their final chance. So uh, did, were you paying attention to the uh, Port Adelaide-Hawthorne uh, game? How did that how did that shape? It was disappointing that you guys got over the line. That's, uh, yeah, pretty, look, there was a lot of bit, uh, bit of a hashtag free kick Hawthorne going on. Was um, there 49 free kicks given out in that game? I think it was like about fi- the low 50s. And then there was also, I believe there was eight 50s paid against Port Adelaide. Yeah, there were 11 for the match. Um, but what they won't tell you is that every one of them was there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's uh, look, probably the biggest indictment on on the on that game uh, for Port Adelaide 2 is... Uh, and you've got to feel for Charlie Dixon here. So he, he kicked one goal. He gave off a few other things. But probably the worst thing that could happen in your career is Jack Watts came out and defended him. <laughs> and no man needs that. <laughs> like he would have been made Jack. Don't no no don't. Oh God, you know you don't you don't want that. Hey, uh, the baggers don't want a priority pick. Don't need it. Have you seen our team, mate? <laughs> They're fine. They're fine. What do we need? What do we need another good youngster in our side for? It's embarrassing. <laughs> We've got enough players down there. We've got Nick Graham who comes up and then heads back to the VFL. Jed Lamb who'll. Do a job one week and don't do anything for the next six. We got we got the son of Sauce running around and then going back to the Northern Bull Ants and getting some good possessions and then coming up and not doing much. We don't need another young good kid, Michael. How dare the AFL even pretend to offer us that? From the CEO Kane Liddell, it says putting our hand out is something I'm not comfortable with. Good. So the Blues have one win after ten rounds, or after eleven rounds now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, looking through on SEN, talk about club, but no interest in pursuing a priority pick. We feel we feel we're in a good place. Mm-hmm. We are. Says a man clearly un- uh, unaware of where he, <laughs> where he works and on the right track. So a priority pick is something we're not considering or interested in. So uh, let me, uh, talk to me straight. Um, uh, the way it works now, you have to kind of put your hand up if you want a priority pick? I think so. I think you show a sustained level of shitness, which I would imagine we've qualified for. Yeah, sure. Over the last decade, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've already had a couple, and then we gave one away to get Juddy to the team. Yeah, sure. And also all those times where you were good, and you also were over the salary cap at the same time. You dirty fucking cheats. Don't remember that. But um, <laughs> I think the last team that got a priority pick was Melbourne. So they got, uh, I think, pick one and three. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it's worked out quite well for them. I'm not totally against it. I don't think it would be, like, in the top five. I don't think it would go the pick after your first pick like it used to. So we wouldn't get one and two. Yep, sure. But I think the way they look at it is it might be at the end of the first round. But now they're saying that if Mark Murphy leaves the club, then we could get a priority pick for that, like yeah, a compensation sure. pick. And that would like be the, a, that would be at the end of the first round. Yeah, like the fucking bullshit one that Melbourne got for James Frawley. Oh, fuck, even man. though Fucking Buddy Franklin. Fuck that yeah. shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you got pick what, nine? What, pick 19 for fucking Buddy. Pick 19 for yeah. the best player in the comp. And then Melbourne get picked three for James fucking Frawley. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. So I don't like the idea. Juddy says, my personal view is the priority pick should be a thing of the past. Uh, mm. First, it doesn't solve any underperforming club's problems. A club that finds itself down the ladder for an extended period does so because of its own decisions. Hey, quick question. Question without notice. I'm sorry. Is Juddy an eagle or a blue? He's on the carton board, you fucking moron. I know he's on the I know he's on the board, but when you look back at Juddy in the history in the history pages, will he go down as an eagle or a blue? Uh, I mean, probably it's a really spent hard... probably about the same amount of time at each. Yes, it, it's probably a hard thing for me to say because I'm a Carlton supporter, but I would think he seemed more invested in the Blues. Like mm-hmm. he was a reluctant captain. Yeah. At West Coast, as soon as he got the yeah. flag, he was out of there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of was almost to him the way a lot of players seem to be with GWS. They want to get the flag and then they'll fuck off, like yeah. Josh Kelly and Dylan Shield. Yeah, yeah. And then when he came to the Blues, you know, he was the captain. He won the Brownlows for us. I I think it's weighted towards Carlton the fact that he's on the board now, but that's also because it's in his town. Gotcha. Okay, quick question. Is Rebecca Judd a mummy blogger <laughs> or your favourite <laughs> mummy blogger? <laughs> I'd have to go favourite. Like... <laughs> My bathroom is decked out with stuff that she suggests Absolutely. on her website every week. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have, I, have a, I have a night nanny, and I um, I don't even have a child, but I still get a, <laughs> I, I still get a night nanny recommendations. No, it's a good idea. What about the Eagles, mate? They uh, they they wore the black armbands. They they had a tribute. They lost their uh, is it their um, is property shield? Would that that be the way to, the word yes. for it? Yeah, that's probably. I don't think it was a boot stutter. No, 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 Def- no. Definitely not the boot stutter. Boot stutters never uh, die. Yes, and then they they stood around and sang the club song around his uh, his the trolley that he would that he... use for training in the game day. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's the trolley that he used to wheel in uh, underneath, like all the contraband and stuff that he would bring in <laughs> for for the boys in the early two thousands. They go, mate, yeah, yeah. it's like uh, you got the, like eighty kilos of stuff on your trolley. Uh, yeah, the tattoo needle that put such his life on Cuz's uh, stomach. Yeah, that kind of thing, and he he would bring in. Uh, uh, Bikies into the change rooms. Uh-huh. Yeah, the boxing hidden, gloves hidden. where Chicky and Embley uh, bashed each other. 
Yeah, yeah. He was the property steward that uh, removed Daniel Chick's finger for it. <laughs> There's a lot of history with this gentleman, and it's wow, sad it goes to see. Way back. <laughs> yeah, it's sad to see him go. Uh, such is life. <laughs> <laughs> but Eagles, man. I mean, fuck, man. Let's shape it up. Eagles Richmond Grand Final. Surely, surely. That's is that what the, we'll, is that the way you're saying it? Surely, surely. Of the two okay. clubs that are kind of you know head uh, 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 separated from the pack. Yeah. I, don't quite believe in Melbourne, and I don't quite believe in Sydney yet. But surely Eagles two games at uh, at Optus Stadium, and then Richmond with two home finals, with which will be ninety thousand people barracking for Richmond. Yeah, absolutely. Oh no, not necessarily. Like if it's Richmond v Melbourne, that's a that's a fifty fifty first up final. That's true. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, and Melbourne. It's a fucking great point. You've lost the plot. No, actually, you're right. I fucked up. Uh, (laughs) First time. Okay, that's on me. (laughs) But also, and actually, that's a very good point. Actually, Adam, because when Melbourne come out, they come out. Yes. Yeah. The big games, like they're massive crowds. I remember going to the '87 prelim, and my Mm -hmm. mum said to me before the game, she was like, "Just so you know, like there are going to be like way more." fans than Hawthorne fans there today. And I was and like, that was out of Waverley, wasn't out it? Out of Waverley, yeah. Like, and I was like, I have never seen that before in my life. Like, There were so many Melbourne fans. And I'd been to Melbourne games before in the previous years. But it was like, where, where the fuck do these people come from? Yeah. No, they came out of the woodwork. And again, you would think that, uh, you know, because you're probably thinking of the Richmond GWS uh, prelim last year, so it was very lopsided. Yeah. But if you get Melbourne in that first final, they haven't been in the final since 2000. And- Six, is it? Yep, yep. So they're going to come out in force and not not taking the piss here. The MCC will be fucking chock a block, and then they will snap up whatever other tickets they can get. So it would almost be that they might be able to, you know, uh, sort of sway it in their favour yep. because they've got the MCC to kind of you know bolster the numbers a little bit. It's pretty tantalising if you look at the eight right now. The top four: Eagles, Swans in a first week final, and then Richmond, Melbourne and in the first week final. That'd be cool. The the Eagles' only loss was to the Swans in WA. So oh, it's not dude. that the Swans can't travel. Ah, perfect. Perfect. It's working out well. So this is, uh, this is looking pretty good, this final series. Hey, uh, should we talk about when Clarko punched himself in the head? I really want to know about this. Yes, of course we should. If yeah. Clarko punched himself in the head, this is a great story. So star of the beep test, friend of the show, Ben Dixon, talked about uh, that Clarko yelled and hit himself in the face in front of players after the game against Port Adelaide. So I think this is around about 2004, 2005. And Clark- See, again, this is what gives me hope about Carlton is Hawthorne were really, really shit for three years. They were horrible then, yeah. And then they came good. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't have been 2004 because uh, he wasn't coached then. But yeah. uh, he talked about how after the game we got smacked, he went in... Oh, Clarko blamed himself for going in with the wrong game plan against Port. Absolutely dirty on himself, and all the boys are going. Is the coach giving himself a spray before we, because we lost the game? He went in and he goes, "I'm that frustrated," and went bang and concussed himself. He's punched himself that hard. He punched himself in the head, and he said all the players just started <laughs> laughing at him. <laughs> well, I guess you could if he's concussed. He's not going to remember it. That's the only time you can mock Clarko. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know what I like there, though, is the fact that a, cl- a coach has admitted that he's gone in with the wrong team and, and blamed himself. I think that's fantastic. I don't think we see enough of that honesty because when I'm uh, pre-selecting a team on a Thursday night and it doesn't, the team that I see pop up doesn't match, I think, well, we're cooked. We've yeah. gone in with the wrong team here, as I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast uh, would do it on occasion. And so I think the, fucking, the coach needs to admit that. 
Don't blame the players. You go, well, you went too top-heavy on a wet day, you fucking moron. I don't remember too many kind of bakes from coaches, uh, like when I was playing. Like, we, I mean, we had a coach who would kind of rant and rave, and he never really kind of made sense. But I don't remember a personal bake. Do you remember getting a bake? Uh, I remember once, I reckon I was about under 10s, and the coach was talking to us, and I said about the other club, I was like, oh, they're really big. And it just let everyone in the in the change rooms down. He's like, that, 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 that doesn't matter. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, it fucking does, mate. They're going to push us off the ball. We're going to get bashed. <laughs> and I kind of planted the seed in all my teammates' heads at that <laughs> point. So, <laughs> yeah, so we were fucked. Hey, uh, do you reckon Alex Rance is a dirty, rotten cheater? It's probably his legacy now. I think yep. um, uh, yep. aside from the good looks, aside from the, uh, the Jehovah's Witnessing mm-hmm. stuff, that's all I'll remember him for is being a cheap fucking diver who milks free kicks. A dirty diver, yeah. Yeah, it's just the the one against Essendon on Saturday night. Uh, McKernan hardly touched him. Yeah, but he, he, he did go for a big proper dive though, didn't he? He's like launched. Yeah, it's yeah. like It was actually, uh, credit where it's due, it's a fairly good like leap forward mm. from pretty much a standing start. Mm. Uh, Lindsay then, Thomas said it's... Uh, it's he a was, disgrace. He said he was jealous. <laughs> I, you just, but you know what? The umpires get sucked in by it. He yeah. should look at that and go, no, mate, 50 metres going the other way. And yeah, you yeah. get another free kick. Essen and two goals. Bang, bang. Yeah. You've got to nip this shit in the bud. I imagine he will attract a fine from uh, Chriso. Well, do you not send a message, Michael? You give him a week. You give Alex Rance a week, oh, mate. You wow. are going to go a bit further. You know what? You give Alex Rance six weeks. Oh, wow. We will never see a dive, dive in AFL. F- yeah. I mean, that you've got to stamp this shit out. I'm a king hit, that. it's gone. Because, you know, huge sanctions. This kind of stuff is probably worse than a king hit. Because I mean, kids, you see, Oz Kickers doing it now. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Alex Rance, out. Yeah. Take your, take your medicine. And also, the umpire that paid it, send him back to the country. Like, he... If you're paying that bullshit, if you're getting sucked in because he's going, you know what he was doing? He's like, he was looking at Alex. He got lost in Alex Rance's uh, beauty. Huh. So he's looking at him and he's going, he's a really handsome, handsome man. Yeah. Really handsome. Look at those yeah. arms. Yeah. Have a look at those shoulders. He's so, it's so nice. Like rippling. So and nice. then you just, and then you see him fly through the air. And as you're admiring his body, you just go, oh, oh, woo! Uh, push, push. You pushed him. He's too handsome. You fuck, get off him. He would have run up to McKernan and gone, you, you bastard, and slapped McKernan. I didn't yeah. see the whole vision, but I can imagine how that's where it would have played out. Got lost in his eyes. Got lost in his eyes, Mike. It's happened to the best of us. Hey, can we give a shout out to Football Park? Oh, yeah. It's one of my... Did you ever... Have you ever gone to a game in South Australia? I haven't, no. I have, I've kind of been to Football Park, like driven, driven around it, but haven't actually have been in. Yeah. So I've been in. Okay. I have seen it in the flesh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but here on the ABC website, after 40 years of South Australian football, the demolition of Football Park is about to begin. So they're not knocking down, like, the whole thing. They're, they're, it's still the Adelaide Crows' headquarters, isn't it? Yeah, so maybe maybe a bit like Waverley, they keep a bit? Oh, yes. I, I think it's very much... Although, can, can the public go onto the Waverley ground? Uh, I reckon they could. I mean, essentially, it's a backyard for a lot of uh, houses there. 
Yeah, but I'm just wondering whether there's, a, whether there's a fence around it that means it's not accessible for the general public. I was thinking it was more like Arden Street, where you know you or I, Michael, could go down there. Yeah, sure. When I mean, Melbourne are training. I mean, there is a fence around Waverley Park, but um, it's just like a you know waist high fence, so you can okay. you know jump over it. Uh, yeah, so it right. So here, like the stands and light towers are to be removed. The oval itself will remain the Crows' training ground until 2048. Okay, so they're obviously going to keep the club rooms and stuff where the headquarters is. I, I think it's exactly like they have done at Waverley. Um, what would happen, so say you and I, we go down to Waverley, we're mm-hmm. having kick to kick, yep, yep. and then the Hawthorne team comes out, we're like, sorry, fellas. We booked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, do they book it? Uh, I, I imagine they have control of the game. I'm not really totally sure. Yeah, but like, I mean, if you haven't been there to Waverley, um, essentially they've kept like the old stand, like the uh, the high stand. I think the Kenneth Luke stand. I think it's called. Yes. Yep. And that's like headquarters and offices and stuff like that, training rooms, and then around the rest of the ground, essentially there's it's like the Truman Show, like all the houses kind of look the same. Well, also, didn't Hawthorne have trouble uh, training their pre-grand finals because they, they can't have close? Well, yeah, they can't they can't have closed session because yeah. there's just houses over the back fences. Yeah, for sure. And there were people who would actually uh, put on a high views and pretend they were a construction worker and go and sit on the balcony and watch training. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't you hear about that? No, yeah, I, I like was, that. I've got a feeling it might have been Melbourne. I think Melbourne might have like um uh, might have been other teams as well. But like a guy like you know wandering kind of like or go hey for a couple hundred bucks can I sit yeah. in the balcony of your house and watch training. <laughs> you know, I reckon Clarko would have enjoyed that. <laughs> He's a big fan of cloak and dagger. Yeah, yeah. He's got a sense of humour for that kind of shit. So uh, the one thing that the Crows are worried about now is that uh, people are going to be, you know, taking the dogs for a bit of a stroll. Mm. And it might be uh, a little bit of a dog cucker. Yeah, which I reckon we've, would be a problem, actually. Well, does that make it help you keep your feet a little bit more? Like, if you're if you're prone... To uh, you know, losing your feet, falling to ground, going to ground easily. It's one of my pet hates when you're watching players. If you're constantly coming back into the change rooms covered in feces, it's going to teach you a lesson. I reckon it'll help you kind of uh, with your your shake and bake, even just kind of dodging okay. around. So if you see a bit of uh, dog poo on the ground, you just kind of yeah. do the dodge. Yeah. Okay. So they go, "Why are Adelaide so untackleable this year?" You go, "Well, it's 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 dog it's feces." Dog poo on the ground. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, so that's giving them a, a, an edge. And therefore, you will see other teams with uh, closed, you know, uh, training grounds like Sydney or GWS or Carlton or whoever mm-hmm. just bringing thousands and thousands of rescue dogs in <laughs> to shit on the ground. Hey, uh, we're losing a good friend of the game, Adam. Who? We're losing Name a Game. What's, what's Name a Game? Name a Game is a uh, video company. We can go and order uh, any game you want. Is that right? Probably from about the last 40 years, I reckon. So I can get GWS versus the Suns in, say, 2013 when they were both really new. Yep, you can. You can. You can can go I? There, get that on DVD. Fuck, that's awesome. Did you ever use Name a Game? Uh, no, basically because the games that I wanted would have been on DVD at the time. Like, have you used it for non-grand finals? I have used it for non-grand finals. I remember there was a 93, I think it was, Hawthorne North. I think we beat North by about three points. I remember yeah. getting that on VHS. I think, and was that, I think from a, was that a Princess that Park? That was the MCG. Uh-huh. And I remember... Hang on, in 93? In 93, yeah. You got a, a video of a football game? Yeah. When you were 19, 18? Uh, let me think. When I was... Uh, I was 
turning 16. Okay, all right. That's that's borderline, mate. That sounds like a, something that you should give a child, but I'll... Well, I'll go even further. Uh, I have a vivid... Did you get a choose-your-own-adventure book at the same time? Did I have you a chance? vivid memory of uh, <laughs> 1988. Okay, 88. That's all right. You were just a little tacker. Yeah, I was turning 11, and I got the 1978 grand final on VHS. Fuck, that's really sad. Because I obviously, you know, you know, I've been to 83 and 86 and 80, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think we'd won. Oh, no, before we'd won 88. But I, I think I'd read about 78 in a book. Uh-huh. And so I asked mum and dad. Uh, so you, you need to th- see it. They were like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, oh, like the 1978 grand final. Snake Baker taking a pack mark on, uh, packing a, taking a mark on uh, Kelvin Moore. Uh, Michael Moncrief <laughs> kicking two goals in like two minutes in the first like it, it's actually quite I actually watched a little bit of it this week. Um, it's just kick long. It's just like get it and kick long. Like yeah, there's no fucking around. It's just like I got and, it. I'm going to kick it 50 meters away. And whenever you watch that vision, as soon as someone's tackled, the umpire blows a whistle. It's yeah, not yeah. like there's no pack forms. It's just uh, instant. Can I ask you? So you you were clearly a football. And I got up uh, at about five in the morning. Oh, not even five in the morning. Like I wake up and like my presents were like in my room. And I yeah. got up and I watched it and yeah, okay. realised how good a player Barry Cable is too. So speaking of being a loser, did you um, <laughs> were you one to keep your footy records and like, uh, you know, uh, have them all lined up in, you know, chronological order? Not like that, but we did have a kind of a cupboard at home and there was a bottom drawer that had a bunch of them, yeah. Okay, so you didn't keep them like in your bedroom or anything like that? No, no, but there was like probably a few years worth. In a, in that cupboard, yeah, and okay. so now I have the ones I have now are the grand final ones. Yes, and how much is a, how much is the grand final record now? It's like fifteen Ten bucks. Man. So I can fifteen bucks, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a fair production. Like it's a big book, but um, it is a big book. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, but I don't buy the record. Do you buy the record? Uh, when I go to a game, no, uh, very very rarely now. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. I don't know why you need it. You get everything you need from your apps. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I guess if I went to a grand final, I'd probably buy one as a memento, like if Carlton were ever in one again. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I would buy one. But uh, yeah, beyond that, I, I don't reckon I would. But I reckon people, like uh, my cousin, I used to, who's a Carlton supporter, he used to keep all of his. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I'd go visit him, we'd go through it. And I reckon uh, lots of people would keep the footy records. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, I was the guy who would mark down who would who kicked the goal on points. I'd mark that in. But now, if I have a record on my hand, I don't bother doing that. But, like, there are still no, people no. out there who do do keep the scorecard. I like that. Oh, it's quite quaint, yeah. And even the people, like, if you put uh, a bit of a different thing for people out there. Um, so if you mark down the goals, people put down the quarter instead. So it's oh. like, so, like, someone would kick a goal, and in the third quarter, you put a three instead of just, yeah, like, a stroke. Okay. So you know like how it. many they kicked in the quarter, yeah. Ach, that that's ingenious. Why didn't we ever think of that when we were young? I don't know. It's kind of credible, yeah. Hey, hot news yeah. from uh, Ricky Nickerson, the chicken. Toot toot. What do we got? A tweet. Fuck. And he's a, he's a, such a rare tweeter. So is it uh, insight? What do we got? Like new, breaking news? What's what's Ricky tweeting about? It's a tweet. Has from, he had a big weekend? A tweet from the thirty first of May. So what's that? Thursday? So it's Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Uh, a tweet from Ricky saying, imagine if Thursday. I was in Sorrento on okay. Sunday evening. Okay, I'm imagining. All right, so Ricky Nixon. In Sorrento. Uh, yep. Okay, got it, got it. And imagine I saw Tom Lynch. Okay. Hovering with Hang on, hang on, hang on. Picture it. Yep, uh-huh. You there? 
hovering yeah. with his old I man know. in brackets, a big Pies fan. Wow, Ricky knows a lot. And imagine they accidentally bumped into Prez Ed. Going to oh. presume that's Eddie Maguire. All right, so Tom Lynch is down there with his dad. They bump into Eddie Maguire in Sorrento. Now, Eddie's got a place down Portsy, which is the next suburb along, if you have never been down that part of the coast. Continue. And imagine he invited the Lynch's to dinner at the Ed Pad. Whoa, and- whoa. So they've bumped into each other, coincidentally, in Sorrento. And then Eddie said, come back to my place for, for a, bit of a dinner. For a bit of dinner. Imagine. Uh, but hi- also... Hyphen, uh, you heard it first on the hashtag chicken train. Hashtag oh, all aboard. Okay. Oh, it doesn't say hash, hashtag toot flog toot. pod. <laughs> or flog pod this time. So what I like there, though, is uh, imagine he invited the lynches to dinner at the Ed Pad. So how does, how does Ricky know this? Where the Ed Pad is. How do you overhear it? Well, yeah, but also he's not the kind of person that they don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, it's not yep. like he can sit near Eddie Maguire and pretend to be, you know, incognito. <laughs> Maybe he had like a newspaper with two eye holes cut out <laughs> <laughs> or a Groucho mask. Whenever Groucho Ricky Mark Nixon, thing. whenever Ricky Nixon's in a room, I reckon everyone knows Ricky <laughs> Nixon's in a room because everyone's pointing, getting photos with him. I don't reckon Eddie Maguire's There's uh, just doing a constant shit. toot toot going around the yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, he's with uh, he's with. Women a lot younger than him. <laughs> oh, is that your daughter, Ricky? Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> so I reckon if Eddie Maguire is meeting with Tom Lynch and his dad and he sees Ricky Nixon, he's not making a big uh, song and dance about going over to talk to them. And can I just say, if this happened on Thursday, no one else has reported this. So we've had Friday night footy. We've had all of Saturday's media coverage. Everyone goes to town. There's two hours before every game. No one else has mentioned the fact that Eddie Maguire had Tom Lynch over for, for They were there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Interesting, too. Like, I'm not, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not doubting, Ricky. I just can't believe that no one else has picked up on this. I mean, it's kind of interesting, too, like, uh, by the fact that uh, it's like, okay, Tom, come down to Melbourne, and then another, what, two-hour drive, maybe, to the Sorrento area? Would that be right? There, yeah, it is. It definitely. Well, if you get Peninsula Link, you might be able to get there in an hour forty. But also, it's a bit they played. They played on the Gold Coast yesterday, so he's come down. If he's had dinner there, so what I'm what I'm gathering is it. So uh, it happened on Sunday, though. So happened. That's when Ricky. So last week. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so he's flown back from say China. This is all making sense now. Bye week. Bye yeah. week for them. Yeah. So you come down from China, you fly, you go, oh, guys, I won't fly back into uh, Brisbane. I'm going to fly into Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you want to see your old man? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, he, yeah is he a Pies fan? I think so. I think so, yeah. And uh, what are you going to do? Oh, Dad and I are just going to go down to Sorrento. Oh, has he got a house down there? No, 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 just, just might go to the, you know, some of the lovely restaurants down there and, and, and hang in the water. Because actually... Didn't Tom Lynch make reference to how cold it was in Melbourne this past week? I am not sure about that. So someone was talking to him about whether or not he'd want to be in Melbourne at the moment, and he said it is particularly cold there right now. So perhaps he was down visiting his dad. Maybe Ricky's on to something. Huh. Isn't that fascinating? The chicken train. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible. Hey, do you think you found something about the origin of Joe the Goose? Yeah, so I was looking around at this the other day. I thought I'd, I'd follow it back up, uh, just because I, I remember we've, we've spoken about Joe, Joe the Goose. We love it. Uh, you know, it's just one of the greatest sayings of all time. And I was like, 
I wonder what is the background of it. So I did a, a bit of digging around, and I believe that it's as simple as you're loose. It's a rhyming slang. Oh, he got no Joe the, He got Joe the Goose out the back. He's ah, loose. I gotcha. Yeah. What do you mean digging around? Like you've... you've was that oh, on mate. Wikipedia or something? Or like... Uh, no, it was actually like in some footy sub forums. Huh. I was uh, chasing up some incel stuff. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> you're talking about Chad's and, yeah. and Stacey's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and accidentally, yeah, some guy called Joe the Goose, and I was like, who's this guy? Joe the Goose, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, uh, so, yeah. He's, like, he's like Peppy the Frog, Joe the Goose. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he's alt-right. Uh, so it's as, it's as simple as that. That's all it is. Uh, we'll wrap up shortly, Adam, but um, can I just say again, uh, we've been ignored for the AFL Hall of Fame. It's fucking it's bullshit. F- fuck. How many years? This is our fifth year of broadcast. Fifth year, yeah. We're not we in. Getting, we're getting no joy. We're not in. We're getting no joy. Which, which fucking dogs went in front of us? Uh, so what do we have? Uh, the Dominator. We have Kevin Sheedy made a legend. David Needs. Uh, Matthew Scarlett. We have... Were you surprised that Matthew Scarlett went in? Great fullback, don't get me wrong. It's very soon after his career finished, isn't it? Yeah, what, three flags, two we go, 240 games. Never really kind of defeated by many people. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's not about the quality of uh, player or anything like that. I just thought it tends to be a wait before people are admitted to the Yeah, I think there are, I think there are people that kind of like after 5 years they're like they're in straight away. Like Yeah, okay. Like Hodgie, Hodgie will go in straight away. Um yeah, That's a fair point. But what, know, is Bartel in? Zach Dawson will go in straight away. Oh, that, that he'll have his own Hall of Fame. I don't think Jimmy Bartel would be 5 years yet. Didn't he retire like in 2016? Yeah, okay. no, that's fair enough. Um but yeah, he he'd go straight in. What? Three flags, Brownlow, probably a bunch of BNFs. Um but uh, I find it fascinating the um, WA guys. So Mel Winnan. Uh huh. Uh, not familiar with that person. Go not, on. Uh, played for West Perth. Three hundred and seventy-one games. Shit. Uh, won four flags. Was so what best, era are we talking? Uh, Nineteen seventy-five. He won best on ground in the Premiership. So he played from sixty to seventy-seven. So third third last year, we got B on G on the ground. Uh, four flags, uh, runner-up in the Sandover on two occasions, won the best and fairest uh, nine times at West Perth. That's fucking Jesus. amazing. Yeah, nine nine times. times. Yeah, but why wasn't he? Why did he never play in the VFL? What's his problem? That's a good question. Did they have come sniffing? Yeah. I'm just sniffing through Wikipedia right here. Can't really find it. And yep. then also uh, Bernie Naylor as well. Bernie. So a bit more of an old-timer. So he played from, uh, had a year in 41, and I think then went to war. Oh, why wouldn't and you? And then uh, from 46 to 54, played in, uh, sheesh, one, two, three, four, five, six South Fremantle premierships. Jesus. Leading goal kicker about five times. Uh, oh, heck, no, six times. Yeah, you know why he was a leading kick, goal kicker, though. Kicked 23 in a game. Fucking hell, you know why that is, though? Because when he came back from, from Nazi Germany, he had some serious PTSD and no... <laughs> No full day got near him. Yeah, fuck, mate. He'd <laughs> when, seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when Brian kicked off. Kicked, you were like, kicked 167 in a year. Hundred Fucking hell. Yeah, off the charts. Kicked 1,034 goals all up. That's incredible. And that's actually one thing I like about the Hall of Fame. It like, kind of educates you about people that you, you know, didn't know about. 167? How many... 
Uh, oh, by the way, actually, in his Wikipedia, sorry to cut you off, but in his Wikipedia, went to war, uh, in brackets, was a coward. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Good on you, Bernard Naylor. Yes. I love you. Hey, uh, before we go, we've got to talk quick, quickly about uh, Collingwood's demolition of uh, Fremantle. They are ensconced in the eight now. Dude, and after Pendle was saying, like, he wasn't surprised if um, if Bucks got the uh, got the chop. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just some, you know, we've been accused of being biased towards some teams and not talking about others, and I just want to say Collingwood, they're absolutely flying at the moment. They're uh, sitting seventh and will stay there regardless of the Adelaide Crows-Giants result uh, this evening. And at the moment, the Giants are up by three points halfway through the uh, final quarter. For sure, and I can, I can safely say from both Adam and myself, like, uh, if there's any possibility that the uh, the Pies fall out of the eight over the second half of the year, we're very much looking forward to that. Yes, that would be the greatest thing that can happen. <laughs> uh, wrap it up very quickly. We've got a football in real life, Adam. Shoot. From Alex. It's a cool, breezy Tuesday morning as I walk to West Footscray Station because I'm doing very well for myself. Mm. Refreshing the podcast app before I leave, I notice a new episode from the great operators out of Wayne Jackson Footy Podcast Factory. On this particular day, as Adam's righteous pleas for a primo red tube membership fill my ears, (laughs) I lift my gaze to see if there's anything going on out the front of Witten Oval. To of course my delight, is. my gaze is met by a rather tall, slim man standing on the footpath at the front door, in brackets. I don't know if I should read that. Uh, <laughs> the tall man... The oh, tall man, I always hate it when you edit on the run. Well, I'm kind of, <laughs> I really, really want to know. Uh, uh, we'll move on. I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the no, policy no, of poli- that job. That, that joke. <laughs> uh, the tall man... Uh, with grey curly hair is none other than former captain of the of the dogs, Bob Murphy. As oh. I pass, I give him a courteous nod, down for a stranger, and continue on my way to the station. As the topic has now shifted to Eddie Ad fights, I realise this is my first footballer in real life. Congratulations, Alex. Well done. Bob Murphy, that's a cracking footballer in real life. Absolutely it is, and he probably would have been wearing someone's premiership medal, no doubt, so that, uh, that would have been fantastic. Can I just say, uh, the calls for uh, the Red Tube sponsorship have fallen on deaf ears, so anyone out there, if you're associated with the porn industry, let mm. us know. Like, yeah, this for, is sure, just, for sure. This is just crying out for a fantastic sponsorship. And did you know that, uh, just um, he mentioned the fights at Eddie had, the AFL are worrying, are concerned that the fights at games are keeping families away. Can you believe that? Well, another dude got charged during the week for that fight yeah. from Etihad last weekend. Yeah. If anything, I think it would encourage families to go along. Mate, if you were if you were ten years old and you <laughs> saw a massive blue when you got to school on Monday, what would you be talking about? The game? Yeah, how Dad got fucked up on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Dad just fucking coward punched this bloke. It was unbelievable. <laughs> That's awesome. We're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time AFL Pod at Gmail. We're Junk Time AFL Pod on Twitter and Facebook. We're going to hit the road. Yes. We have another podcast coming out later this week. We do hope you enjoy it. Go Blues. Go Hawks.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 